Oi. What's up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's uh, Aiden Taco Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 3rd of July, 2018. I'm literally sitting under a tree right now. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm, uh, oh, I'm in London. Come on, man. I fucking made it. Uh, I'm in a real happy fucking spot right now. Mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, psychically. I had my tarots done, all aces. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's not how tarot cards work. It's fucking pictures of dudes with skulls in their hands and shit. I had no pictures of dudes with skulls in my hands. Just a fairy, you know? That means good luck and bon health. Um, I'm feeling good. It's, so what, I've, I got to London Friday night. Uh, what can I, man, I've been having headaches actually, which is weird that I feel good after that. I think this is fucked up. I'm having headaches because I haven't had a cigarette since, well, uh, Sunday. <laughs> God, I think I'm having headaches though. Cause I haven't been smoking as much because like I, I play this trick on myself mentally where I go like, I... I'm not a smoker because I don't buy cigarettes, <laughs> but I've been having fucking cigarettes like easily every day for like a couple of years, maybe four years. I did like, that's fucked, right? For probably four years, I reckon, having cigs like 90% of days, but in my head, I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not a smoker because I don't buy them. <clears throat> that's so much worse. Fuck's sake. Um, I used to be that guy when I was younger that would like, my friends would smoke and I'd be like, smokers are jokers and like, you know, like, like Rod and Todd out of the Simpsons. Smokers are jokers. We flush your sin sticks down to hell. Um, oh God. And then I started smoking and my friends were like, smokers are jokers. Um, yeah. And now like all of my friends still do smoke, but I also smoke as well. But I'm that guy who's like, oh, can I like uh, borrow a cigarette, bro? Fuck. Yeah, but I still can't commit to buying them. If you see me and I ask you for a cigarette, just slap me in the fucking face. You have my permission. I'll probably be real bummed. I actually, if you did that, I would be upset. And I'd probably be like, now you have to give me a cigarette. <laughs> but slap me in the fight. Fu- like, make me earn the fucking cigarette. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> God, I'm, that's going to be a bummer. I bet in the next, like, six months, someone who's listening to this, I'm going to ask them for a cigarette and then they're going to slap me in the face. And it'll be like, they'll be like, yeah, the podcast. And I'll be like, I don't remember that. And I'm, now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm having like nicotine withdrawals because I haven't been smoking. Um, I had like two cigarettes on Sunday. Smoking is such a head fucky thing. Like it's, it really is mind games that you play with yourself because you know it's bad. So you're like, all right, I won't, I'll try not to do it, but I'll do it. Like, like it's nice to have, like if I've got a cigarette on me, like behind my ear, I won't smoke it because I know that I've got it. So I'm like, I'm, you know, it's easier to not smoke when you know that the option's there. Whereas if I don't have one and I see someone smoking, I'm like, fuck, I could use a cigarette, you know? Um, yeah, uh, whatever. I'm sitting under a tree right now, which is nice. I'm in a cemetery because being as I am traveling now, I don't have my own room. I can't just 
shut the door and start doing this podcast. And I'm really done with what I was doing at the start of the year, which was like just walking around talking into my phone. As much as it's like, yeah, no one's really paying attention or listening. It's still, you're still a crazy person walking around the street talking into your phone. And I, I just don't feel free, you know? I just don't feel like I can really be me in that situation, you know? I can't really tap into the kinds of conversations that I would have by myself when I feel like people are listening and judging me. I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not mentally fucking strong enough, man. I don't know how you can... I don't think there's people out there. If you're someone who can walk around the streets talking to yourself and have like a, you know, an actual monologue and, and collect your own thoughts like that, that's fucking, you're a psycho. Don't do that. Don't try and cultivate that skill. I was trying to cultivate that skill for a little bit. And it's just like, then you're like one step away from, from just being able to straight up lie to people's faces and and have the mental fortitude to pretend like they're not there, you know? You just be like, yes, I do work for the military. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a minesweeper. I was in uh, Afghanistan, 2005 to nine. Yep, two tours. What? The tours are three years. Yeah, they did two-year tours for me because I was um, the stress, the mental stress of doing like that minesweeping role. Like obviously it takes its toll, so they shorten you. You do shorter tours. You just like lying to someone to get into the military just to get a fucking a free ice cream at Wendy's or some shit. You know, that's a thing. Blake, my housemate in Melbourne, was looking that shit up. Like um. Dudes who go out wearing military uniforms in the States. Because in the States, if you're a veteran, if you've done a tour in the military, you get free, like, McDonald's, I think. There's, like, a few places that give you free food and shit. And so dudes will go out there, dress in, like, fake military, like, army fatigues and whatever, and uniforms, and go out there and try and get free shit. And then there's videos of guys who have been in the military going out and, like, calling these dudes out. Which is so nuts. And they go like, oh, oh, cool, you're in the military. Like, where did you do your basic training? Or who was your commanding officer? And like, that's weird that you're wearing your hat like that because you're not supposed to wear your hat like that when you are in public and around civilians. Or like, do you have that badge? Because that's not supposed to be like, just pick out little details of their uniform. And then finally be like, hey man, I don't think you actually served in the military. And these guys just freak out. And they're like, no, because that's like, that's like a federal crime. If you are an impersonating if you're impersonating a, uh, uh, like someone in the military or whatever, that's like you do jail time and shit for that. Um, I haven't watched these videos, so this is all hearsay at this point, but apparently it's just like really hectic. What an insane thing to try and do. And then to get called out by a guy who was there, who has probably like seen friends of his wounded or dead, you know? Oh, just to get a free burger at like the worst place to get a burger even it's not even in and out which i've heard is good i've never been to the states it's not even in and out burger bro that's mcdonald's you're fucked up you're fucked up son you're wearing your hat wrong and you're fucking sitting there eating your quarter double pounder no never fired a fucking gun in your life coward that's the real way to earn McDonald's. Fire a gun. Yeah, shoot a gun at some brown people in another country. <laughs> that's when you deserve... That's <laughs> I don't know that being in the military really warrants getting some free shit, does it? You get paid. You get paid to do that shit. That's the remuneration. You get paid. I think that's how I feel about the military, is that actually you do already get paid, and yeah, it's a hard job, but that's what you fucking sign up for, right? 
you sign up to go and be in the army and well, defend your country. But it's like you don't have to fucking do it. It's the money. You get paid money to do it. It's like if you worked in a bank and then you're like <clears throat> getting paid for working in a bank and then you're like, yeah, but I I do the the integral service of holding people's money in our society, so I should also get a free soft serve at McDonald's. It's like, no, you get, that's your job and you get paid to do your fucking job. Ugh. <laughs> and someone else is trying to get the free soft serve and you're like, oh, what, what accounts do you manage? And they're like, actually, I'm not a bank manager. And you're like, how fucking dare you? I worked at the bank for 30 years. My kids hate me. I was never home. You don't understand what it was like. Fuck off with your military bullshit, man. You work for the military. Like, every job in society is just as valuable, you know? Alright, you're defending our country, but, like, if you drive a train, fucking the trains don't run on time, people can't go to work. Like, it's... <laughs> now I'm back to... Now I've argued myself back to the other side because because going out into a desert with a gun is totally not the same as driving a fucking train. <laughs> I reckon I could sit here all afternoon and argue myself around in circles on whether being in the military deserves a free cheeseburger at McDonald's or not. <laughs> this is the Arguing With Myself podcast. Welcome. Um, oh, fuck, man. It's so... Oh, dude, it's a glorious afternoon in London. Um, it's like... What is it? One in the afternoon... Yeah, just before one. Beautiful, sunny day. This graveyard. So my friend Robin lives in Honor Oak, which I was probably talking about if you were listening to this podcast in December, which if you were listening in December, fucking congratulations or I'm sorry, I guess, because uh, that's a lot of listening, man. If you've been listening for six months or if you've listened to some of those, they were not good. If you've just got on board since then and you're like, maybe I'll go back and get the... Don't go back. They were fucked. I really had no idea how to talk to myself for any period of time. I was recording them at like 10 minute interval, like 10 minutes at a time so I could like recoup and I wasn't writing notes and there is, there's been a lot of development in this podcast in that time, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, so my friend Robin, who's a, a comedian in London, lives in Honor Oak and this cemetery, it's uh, the cemetery near her house. What cemetery is it? Here, maybe I'll get, get a little bit of fucking history on this shit. It is... It's not fucking Finsbury Park, mate. That's in North London. It's Broccoli and Ladywell Cemetery. And, uh... It's just, like, really nice, man. There's, like, a good bunch of trees, but it's, like, really overgrown. Um, so I'm in some part that's, like, off of the path. I'm under this tree. I'm sitting on some weird mosaic stuck to a bit of wood that was just kind of hanging out under this tree. Like, it's not attached to it. It's not a grave. I was thinking about, like, do I sit under someone's grave? Or, you know, like, is that chill? I don't know if whether that's, like, a faux pas or not. Are you allowed to sit on people's grave? If I was dead and I... <laughs> if I was dead and you asked me whether you wanted someone to be sitting on my grave, I'd say, bloody yes. Go for it. Have a, have a sit. Take a load off, you know? No, for real, though. Like, see, I reckon it's chill to sit on someone's grave. But I guess it's, like, a disrespect thing, but they're dead. Can we agree on the fact that when people die, they're dead? They're not, like, sitting next to you on the grave going, Dude, get... Ow! Ow! You're sitting on my grave, dude! Get 
off it. Uh, that's the kind of play acting that reminds me of Neymar in the World Cup, which I'll talk about later. Um, Brockwell and Ladywell Cemetery, also known as Ladywell and Broccoli Cemetery. Well, what a difference. Um, Broccoli and Ladywell Cemeteries, blah, blah, blah. Also were opened within one month of each other in 1858, sited on adjacent plots of previously open land. The two component parts of uh, characteristic examples of the first wave of Victorian public cemeteries and are now part of the Broccoli Conservation Area. Broccoli... Uh, in Lewisham in England, blah, 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 blah. 37 acres owned by the London Borough of Lewisham. Nature conservation sites and borough importance grade one. And a haven for wildlife, plants and flowers. Yeah, fucking moths and mosquitoes and shit. <laughs> it's not a clean place. It's like I'm sitting amongst like a bunch of nettles. My foot's itchy, which... It, I feel like it's due to the area that I'm in rather than inherent itchiness of the foot. Um, until 1948, the two cemeteries were completely separate, divided by a wall. Ladywell Cemetery, previously known as Lewisham Cemetery, stands to the east of the wall, and Brockley, formerly Deptford Cemetery, lies to the west. Both cemeteries hold a wealth of historical interest. Evidence from Deptford's seafaring past can be found in the many inscriptions and adornments in the headstones. Who have we got? Notable burials. Joseph Henry Blackburn dominated the English chess scene in the late 19th century. <laughs> That's a good one. Fuck yeah, man. Joseph Henry Blackburn dominated the English chess scene. I wonder if he's famous enough that if I asked some chess nerd now, they would know who he... I'm going to ask my friend, Corey White, whether he knows who Joseph Henry Blackburn is. Um, <laughs> Jane Clausen, 1854 to 1871, murdered girl with a monument paid for by public donations. Murdered girl? <laughs> that's like, that's her job? Murdered girl, fuck me. Um, how did she get murdered? Jane Clausen. Fuck no, don't open a new tab, can't? The murder of Jane Clausen. P oh, portrait of the accused. I was going to say that looks like a man. Uh, fatally stabbed in the early hours of April 26, 1871, dying in hospital four years later. Edmund Walter Pook. Uh, was charged for a murder but found not guilty. Clausen's murderer has been referred to as the Eltham murder. The murder and ensuing police investigation and prosecution were the subject of considerable press attention. Alright, no one fucking cares. Some chick got stabbed and now she's buried here. Who cares? Who cares? I'm going the right way to a haunting right now, aren't I? Um, some musician can't, Sir George Grove. Lionel de Jersey, Harvard. The only Harvard to attend Harvard. Died in World War One. All right. Evidently didn't do very fucking well in Harvard then, because he died in the war. That's another soldier. Did he get free McDonald's? Mm, doubtful. Uh, David Jones. Oh, 1895 to 1974 war poet and artist buried here. I wonder if he started that. Uh, the boutique, or not boutique? What kind? It's like an outlet store in Australia selling clothes and shit. Probably not. Isn't this brutal? That I'm like, you know. These are the notable burials. And I'm just like, yeah, this fucking stupid cunt. But it's like, if I, like, I'm trying to do the best that I can with my life and be a comedian and whatever, I'd be pretty stoked if I were notable enough, if I lived a notable enough life 
to 150 years later be mentioned in a Wikipedia article as like a notable burial in this cemetery. Like, how many... How many people do you reckon were buried in this shit? Lady World Cemetery contains 226 war graves. Blah, 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 blah. Ga- There's probably thousands of people buried in here. Ima- like, if you were in the 1% most notable people, nah, you want to go higher than that. 0.1%, 0.01. If you're the most notable person out of a 1,000 people, that's like a pretty good life, right? You've done fairly well. I don't know. Like, ever a thousand people, not like your age, but like if you like lived at the same time as you. A thousand, maybe one in ten thousand, you'd probably get in this list, I guess. And I'm here, like, they, what I'm trying to say is these people have been fairly successful. Like, that doesn't bode well for my legacy, you know? Samuel Tinsley, English chess player. Or maybe it just re- like reflects on who the people are who are, who are editing Wikipedia articles. Just fucking nerds. <laughs> English chess player Samuel Tinsley. Some guy's like, that's a notable person. Oh, what, wait, what's an English nerd? Uh, the <laughs> I can't do an English nerd accent. Um that's a fairly notable person. No! Oh, garbage! Anyone who knows what English nerds sound like, fucking feel free to record one of them and send it in to me because I clearly have no idea. Here's one that I should know, though. This is the last one, I promise. You guys are probably like, no one fucking cares, dude. Edward Lewis, 1864-1922, actor and comedian. He doesn't even have a blue link on his. Oh, that sucks. That's like comedians fairly poorly regarded by the by the, by the chess aficionados of the Wikipedia editing society. Um, anyway, that's where I'm at. Ladywell and fucking whatever the other thing. Ladywell and Broccoli Cemetery in Lewisham in London, and it's a lovely day, man. Um, I so I flew here. 26 fucking hours in Manila, man. That was my layover. That wasn't the flight. That was the fucking... The layover. The purgatory that was... That was Manila. Oh. Like, the the flight there seemed quite quick. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And that, that's because it was quite... It was like nine hours from... the Four... Like, 5 a.m. departure from Melbourne. Got to Manila. And then... Yeah, landed... And then just, I went for a walk around the streets. I went, found some, I like just walked through the slums four hours, went to a bar, went to a fucking restaurant. Um, that was Friday night. So it was like, I'm walking around and just looking, seeing what's going on. Um, found like a, I stumbled on like a church service, which was quite nice in this slummy area. They were playing music and singing about God and ma 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 The thing about, the Filipino language and I don't know whether that all of like the Philippines looks like that I'm sure it doesn't I'm sure that's just the area around the airport that's like always going to be a shitty area because the planes are flying over rich people don't want to live there um but the thing I noticed about the Philippines the language is so weird and I guess this is going to sound super ignorant probably because it is but like it's like half English and a bunch of the signs are in English but then and and like a lot of their stuff like uh, uh, like the, I heard someone counting. I ran into like a dance class that was practicing in a in a car park, and the guy was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
So the, the count in English, that was very close to a racist accent. I tried to pull away from that at the end there. Um, a lot of the other words are in English and a lot of the signs and adverts and stuff. But then a lot of the other stuff is just like not English at all. And it's not Spanish. Like I thought it was Spanish influence. And there are some parts. There's a suburb called La Huerta. That's like the thing near the airport that I was walking around. And like it was colonized by the Spanish. But it just, it sounds like... And it looks like like a like someone's asked like a ten year old child like a giant like a ten year old baby boy. They've gone. They've given him a look at like you know Western society, and then and then given them the Philippines and gone copy that. Do your best copy. So there's some bits that are like the numbers are the same, and then other bits are just like ding dong bobo. <laughs> <laughs> the language is just ridiculous. It's like, you gave up on that one, didn't you? Surely. Uh, that's so fucked. <laughs> the guy would count and it'd be like, one, two, three, four, ding, ding. Double <laughs> poo, chakati te. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry if anyone's listening from the Philippines. That, I'm, oh. I mean, I'm sure white people sound ridiculous. Yeah, but we got all the money. That's why it's fine for us to sound ridiculous. It doesn't fucking hurt when they do it to us. Ugh, I'm, that's, that's the worst. That's how it sounded to me. That's how it sounded to me. That fu- But, you know, if I fucking learned a little bit about it, I'm sure I'd find that it's a normal place with a rich culture just like anywhere else. But I didn't. I spent 26 hours there. So that's my, you know... That's my impression of the place. I really need... I, I feel like I owe it to the Philippines, having spent two day-long layovers there, to go back there and actually fucking learn a little bit about the place. I might try and get... I've heard there's some gigs there. Uh, I might try and line that up maybe next year or something on my way over. That'd be nice. Even just to, get, like, you know, have a little bit longer there. Because 26 hours is garbage. Like, anywhere up to, like, eight hours. Eight hours is pushing it. Maybe six hours is chilling. Um, and over like a couple days so that you can settle in, that's alright, but 26 hours, man, oh, fuck off, it's no good, um, yeah, then on the, on the plane from there, we finally got on the plane, and it's like hot and sweaty as well, get on the plane, had the dinner, and then I just dropped it to Mazapan, and I was out, oh, thank you, uh, to my friend Lo, who gave me two to Mazapans in Melbourne, and just, that was the dream, that, that's everything I could have ever wanted on a flight, man, I had, I had my dinner, which is pretty shit, whatever, dropped it to Mazapan, was out for like three, four hours, woke up, had the snack that was waiting for me on my table, and then just passed the fuck out again until like an hour before we landed, oh, so good, fuck yeah, man, and I didn't drink on this flight either, did I... No, I had one rum and soda when we got on the flight to go to England, and then that was like a 14 and a half hour flight. So, um, just had that rum and soda just for the taste, just for the experience. And, uh, out like a light, woke up, not hungover, not fucked. Turns out jet lag, not as bad as I thought it was. Turns out I was just hungover every time I flew internationally, because I would, you get those free drinks and you're like, oh, fuck yes! And, um, get smashed and then yeah it turns out in a controlled situation jet lag is actually not that bad um i've gotten over it man i think i drank my way through look i did 
Friday night, I got in, had about four hours sleep, woke up, went for a run in London, um, went to my favourite coffee shop in uh, South London, just over in Peckham, Old Spike Brewery, love it, um, roastery, sorry, and then, um, yeah, like, went and watched the football, drank with some mates all day, watched the World Cup games, uh, watched, watched, uh, who went through, France knocked out, no, what was it? <clears throat> France knocked out someone, and Uruguay knocked out someone, and then I like went to my gig in Oxford, did the gig, was drunk, had a good time at the show, and then on the way home, three and a half hours worth of buses on the way from Oxford back to London, and I was just like, I'd been up for like fucking almost 24 hours at that point, four hours sleep, traveling for two days, and the jet lag and the shit food and like I, I've had to stop in at pubs three times and just take awful, awful shits, man. <laughs> like really bad. Um, yeah, Saturday was a tough day. Sunday, marginally better. Monday, yesterday, fine. Jet lag done. Didn't drink yesterday. And then here we are today. Fuck, I feel good. I'm ready for this summer, dude. And if you're still back in Australia dealing with winter, suck shit. Fuck you. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening. Music recommends this week. What are we doing? Um, I want to talk about... Um, I'm going to do my gigs right now as well, actually. That'll be in the middle. Maybe I'll start doing that in the middle. I should do it at the fucking start. If you're in the UK on Friday, I have a preview of my new show, 52 Days, at Peggy Sue's in, uh, in Essex in South End. Peggy Sue's Music Bar and Diner, uh, that'll be 7 o'clock, from 7 o'clock, with Ross McGrain as well, doing a preview, he's doing a preview with, uh, I can't remember the other comic who he's doing a preview with, but he's a great comic, that's going to be a sick show, and uh, Saturday night, uh, downstairs at the King's Head, I'm at, which is such a great show, I've also got Angel booked in, but at the moment, it's not looking like it's going to work out with the timing, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, we'll see. Hopefully I get to do Angel as well, but at least I'm going to be doing Downstairs at the King's Head. So come through to that. And uh, and then next week I'm at um, I'm in Dublin. I'm doing the Comedy Crunch in Dublin on Sunday night. And Monday I'm doing Woolshed and Pop the Cherry as well. Uh, and I guess if you're still in your Tuesday after that, I'm emceeing Camden Comedy on Wednesday on Shaw. That's all in Dublin. So um, try and get along to one of those, man, if you're listening, if you're in any of those places. Um... My music for this week. <sighs> and then I can talk about fucking London Fields. <clears throat> what was it again? Oh, yeah, Palace. Yeah, my friend um, Ella got me onto... Uh, she posted on her Instagram story this Palace album. It's called So Long Forever. I don't know who the fuck Palace are. What's their deal? Let's find out. Palace... Uh, the album's from 2016. What did I just say it was called? Quick, someone tell me. So long forever. Let's find out who the fuck Palace are. Palace. So long forever. Um, Man, you listen to that new Palace album. <laughs> was that okay? <laughs> that didn't feel good. Um, what do we got? Three stars on Metacritic, 69%. Oh, fuck you. I like it. 
It's uh, it's kind of like what can I relate it to? Maybe like that that band Jungles, Jungle or whatever, but not as like airy and spacey. It's it's guitar music, but the first track has got like a real driving beat. It's nice to run to. I've been running, listening to it while I run. Um, I've got 8.5 out of 10 here on this album, li- uh, the line of best fit, which is a maths term. Ooh, there we go. So, um, there's always something gratifying about following a band from their inception through EPs and the hype that follows to a debut LP. And with Palace, it's nice to see that the oft-altering trajectory has done nothing but strengthen them. So Long Forever is very much a testament to that. Um, blah, 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 2014 EP Lost in the Night. Some liking their music to Sonic Valium. Something a little special was brewing and the London four-piece have kept true to the roots that sowed them. Okay, whatever. It's a good album, man. It's a, uh, It's got like a solid sound all the way through it. I quite fancy it. Uh, the first track is a great intro, which is called... God, my Spotify is so slow. Break the Silence. Um, so check them out, man. Pal- Palace, so long forever. <sighs> And obviously all of that stuff is going to be on the um, Sitting Under a Tree 2018 playlist on Spotify if you like any of the tunes that I'm recommending. Um, So, London Fields, man. I was in London Fields on Saturday. And then Sunday, though, was so good. Um, Went down with the same group of mates. We were at the pub on the park, got a bunch of cans of beer from the off-license and, like, sat kind of in the pub but outside. So it didn't feel naughty that we were drinking beers, but it was a little bit... Um, and watch the World Cup from the first game was at three, second game was at seven. Sunday, Russia sent Spain out on penalties. Oh my God, that was incredible. And then the second game, Croatia and Denmark. Again, Croatia winning on penalty. That was incredible, man. Um, went till like nine, nine thirty. We were still there watching the game. Real drunk. Everyone's hanging out. It's still sunny. Balmy outside. Um, At the start of that Croatia and um, Denmark game, my mate L had a bike there. So I just like went for a ride. Like you don't have to wear a helmet in the UK, which is so sick. So I'm like riding around the park. People are having barbecues in London fields. It's packed. And I'm like riding around with my hair blowing in the wind. Summertime. You know. And, um, And then like I heard a huge roar from the pub. And I was like, oh, no way. Came back, first minute, Denmark have scored a goal. Denmark have scored the goal, not like the overwhelming underdogs. So I'm like, all right, well, that's happened. I've missed that. That sucks. I'll just go for another ride and then come back. Another huge cheer from the pub. Two minutes later, Croatia scored a fucking equaliser. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to come back and watch the rest of the game. And then for the whole rest of the 90 minutes and then half hour of extra time, fucking nothing happened whatsoever. Ugh. Um, until right at the end, I don't know if you guys watched this game, it was so sick, the, so, the last, like, three minutes before the end of extra time, um, Croatia get a penalty, which was a hundred percent a penalty, the, so basically, the Croatian, I can't remember who was in on goal, maybe Subasic or, no, Subasic was the keeper, maybe, um, it wasn't, Maybe Rakitic or someone was in on goal, passed the keeper, rounded the keeper, and then the Danish defender took his leg out, was going for the ball, but still took his leg out when he was on an open goal. Uh, He was cocking his leg back to just slot the ball into the open goal, like, like eight yards away, you know? And the defender took his leg out and, like, 
so as the rules of the game are, if you if you're the last defender, so if it's the uh, the forward and the keeper one on one, and you're the last defender, and you foul the attacker, and you don't get the ball, that's a straight red card. Um, especially if there's intent to like to foul and not get the ball, but most of the time, if you foul and don't get the ball, if there's if there's contact on the player but not the ball, and you're the last defender, that's a straight red because a one on one situation with the keeper is too close to being a goal. And in this situation, look, the the defender was definitely going for the ball, but he didn't get it, number one. And number two, it was an open goal. It wasn't even one-on-one with the keeper. It was an open. It was 100% going to be a goal if the defender doesn't do that. That should have been a straight red card, and it wasn't a straight red card. It was a yellow. And then the, the, the crazy thing was, the like, there was a penalty, but the penalty was saved. But if that defender doesn't make that challenge, that is 100% a goal. So that defender, even if he gets a red, it's still kind of unfair because he's possibly saved Denmark the game. If Denmark go on to win that game in penalties, that defender has saved Denmark the game. So in my mind, that's a red card all fucking day, and he only got a yellow. So I was, like, seething when I saw that. I'm like, didn't really care. I kind of do want Croatia to do well, but at that point... It's like, if Croatia don't win this now, this is fucking bullshit, man. That's injustice. And uh, thankfully, Croatia did go on to win the game. The first two penalties from each... The first penalty from each side saved. Second two in third... Like, the fourth one from each team saved. And then I think the fifth one that Denmark took was saved. And, oh, that was amazing, that fucking game. Oh, the world... Cup, man, I'm telling you. And then last, like yesterday again, with with um, Japan going two 0 up in the second half, and then Belgium coming from behind to win the game three two in with the last kick of the game. This World Cup is fucking off tap. If you're not watching the World Cup, you are fucking up, man. It's so good. Oh, I'm having the greatest time. And today the England game is on, which is gonna be insane as well. I'm gonna go. Sorry, I just had to blow some pollen off my fucking laptop. <laughs> what a sentence um, I'm going to go watch the game today With uh, a bunch of comics Dave Alfie Ward Good mate of mine um, Darren Harriet, Jay Hanley A few other guys In um, In Leighton Stone um, It's going to be Fucking Mayhem Down there If England win Oh god I hope England win Please God can England win this fucking game? And every game, I want England to win the World Cup, man. I want, Brazil can go fuck themselves. That's what I was going to talk about before. Neymar, with his fucking diving bullshit. Did you see that shit? He was, he got tackled. He's on the ground. The fourth official is standing behind him. The Mexican player, Ayun, I think it was, Leon, goes over to grab the ball, steps on his ankle, doesn't stamp down, literally like his heels on the floor, the front half of his foot goes on to Neymar's ankle, Maybe intentional, although if you look at the replay, actually, he accidentally stepped on the, the official's foot as well, uh, and the official didn't go fucking nuts. Neymar takes that contact. It's like a st- it's like if someone accidentally stepped on your like shin. That like There couldn't have been even half his body weight on it. Neymar jumps up, grabs his fucking ankle, and starts flopping around. It was like he was... Like... That weird breakdancing move, the fish, where you, like, shuffle along the ground. It was fucking disgusting, dude. Pathetic. The guy is a piece of shit. 
he's such a good player, but he resorts to that, and it makes me hate him. It makes me hate Brazil, and I will fucking be so happy when Brazil go out against fucking Belgium next week because of that pathetic little cunt Neymar. Does not deserve to be playing in the World Cup. That's a bit far. He does. He's one of the most uh, gifted players in the world, but he's a piece of shit, and Brazil would definitely be better off without him. I'm... I would be happy if he picked up a a, a, a tournament-ending injury in the next game, and I. It wouldn't make me root for Brazil, but it would make me go, okay, if they win, like I'm, you know, I'm impartial to them winning. But as it stands, with Neymar in that fucking team, the guy's a piece of shit, and I will laugh for hours when they um when they get booted out of the World Cup, which they fucking will, please. Um, but yeah, England today, oh, it's just, I'm in, I'm here, man, I'm excited to be here, I'm excited to be in Europe, I'm excited to do these shows, and, uh, this is gonna be a fucking sick three months, man, that's it for the podcast for this week, though, thank you guys so much for listening, as always, if you've made it to this point, um, please rate and review me on iTunes, I have not (laughs) had much, uh, much joy on iTunes, so that would really help, if you're listening on iTunes, take a second, man, if you listen to this point, um, take a second to rate and review the podcast, five stars, please, um, would be amazing, and, uh, that helps other people find the podcast, also, if you have a friend who you think might enjoy listening to this and listening to the stories that I tell, um, just tell them about the pod, man, and uh, share it on Facebook if you found it there. Just fucking try and spread the word. That'd be sick. (sighs) That's it from me. Thank you guys so much. Once again, this has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.